Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 213, episode four of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Thursday, December 2nd, 2021, uh, which of course means, Miles, that it is international or national. It's December 2nd, so you know it's National Special Education Day, National Mutt Day, and National Fritters Day. Fritters. Yeah, shout out to Fritters, actually. I'm, I'm, that, I like that. Are Fritters like fried bread things? Is that yeah, one? like little kind yeah. of like dough like a, or, yeah, just yeah, dough, dough. filled dough, but you fry it up. Yeah. Why would you ever call something fried dough when you could call it Fritters, which is yeah. one of the great words in the English language? They believe language. ancient Romans consumed the first Fritters. The Fritter. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, shout out to Fritters. Shout out to uh, Special Education, especially all right. I am Jack O'Brien, uh, a.k.a. Luigi, uh, a.k.a. Mario. These are all uh, things that people called me while I had a mustache, uh, a.k.a. an almond brother, a.k.a. the dad from Inside Out, a.k.a. Alfred Molina and Boogie Nights firecracker scene. <laughs> but I think that one was because more because of the bathrobe I was wearing throughout yeah. November. And me throwing the firecrackers around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but shout out to everybody who, uh, you know, helped me get through the my mustachioed month. Mm-hmm. I'm clean shaven now. I did bury my mustache in the backyard last night. So RIP to a real one. Uh, well, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I don't want a lot for Christmas. We's the only thing I need. Don't care much about the presents. So let's roll up that Christmas tree. I just want a blunt to the dome. More than you could ever know. Are these terpies true? All I want for Christmas is Gorilla Glue. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Lockaroni for that wonderful I Want for Christmas weed-themed mashup. That's true. I just want a blunt to the dome. Simple times, you know. Some of that Gorilla I saw, Glue. I like we that. Saw the, we saw the sales numbers go down for Black Friday. You know, people are making it simple. So that's all I want. It's a Green Friday. More like. Am I right? Yeah. Hey, wow, he <laughs> just came through. You know, well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat yes. uh, for the first time on mic. Yeah. But, you know, longtime member of the family, a very talented audio producer and podcast host who you know from The Breakfast Club and his podcast, Life is a Gringo. Please welcome the once producer, always friend of this podcast, the brilliant yeah. and talented DJ Drama. Hey, what's up, man? Man, it is it's good to see you guys. I am I am happy that I'm still a part of the DZ family, you know. That was oh, yeah. uh my my fear when when asking to move on to other things, you know. So I'm glad that we're out here, man. It's nice to see you guys. <laughs> oh, oh, you sure about that drama? Trying to trying to do other things. <laughs> right. I, just so you know, once you leave we will no longer be friends with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it I sad like, that we work in like an industry where that's kind of the norm where it's like, oh, you want to move up in the world? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, definitely. I think, yeah, I, I, as someone who's worked in radio, I definitely know that. I know that energy very well. Right. And that's why I think I like podcasting. The stakes are everyone's so much more relaxed in podcasting mm. versus my time. I agree. in Like 
competitive like competitive digital media or radio. Right. Well, such a I don't really I don't know how it is on first rate podcasts though. Maybe they're more uh, like okay. cut rate, right. you know, true. or cut yeah. not cut rate. We're <laughs> cut rate. Maybe they're more cutthroat. <laughs> cutthroat, right? Gotcha. About you know, but we're uh, you know, we get it. Yeah, we were like, wait, why uh-huh. is this dude working for us in the first place? Like that was the, the that was the quite no. secret meeting we had behind your back when you first started. We we're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like, but me, yeah, give man. me too much credit. Does he has he heard our show? like damn okay i like this he honors us so what's good man you're coming to us from the east coast everything good over there you're feeling that uh, winter weather yeah dude i'm feeling the winter weather the bugs over here are apparently uh feeling the winter weather because they're trying to get inside of my house apparently it's like a thing I don't know. Yeah, like the stink bugs, dude. Like I'm telling you, like legions and legions of them trying to find every crevice they can to get in the house. So it's been like constant battle of killing these bugs and trying to figure out where the hell they're coming in from. And do stink bugs actually smell bad or is that just a mean nickname we gave them to try and get them to leave us alone? I think it's a mean nickname that Peter's probably going to come and try, you know, correcting (laughs) us for at one point. But I've killed a few and I haven't smelled anything. I I was wondering the same thing. I was always like concerned about killing them in the house and if it was going to stink up the place. But either that or my place just smells and I can't tell the difference. Mm. (laughs) You know, that's a good possibility. Yeah, it kind of stinks in here, Dramos. No, it's uh, it's all these fucking <laughs> yeah. stink bugs trying to get in here. Like it's some yeah, kind of I shelter should... or some shit. <laughs> I shouldn't have used that. I actually should have kept it. Yeah, they smell real bad. Real, real terrible, oh, real yeah. moldy type of smell to them. Yeah, they smell like somebody's been working out in the same gym clothes yeah. and hasn't washed them for three months. Probably. Because <laughs> yeah. I think it smells like, I don't know. Ignore that pile of clothes in the corner. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of stink bugs hang out on my dirty laundry. That's why it smells like that. Yeah, I was. Are you a Yankee fan? <laughs> yes. Okay, I was just curious because we said, you know, like you know, you 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 come, you know, when we said you when you're Zyke Gang once, you're always Zyke Gang. Is that is that just yeah. a, a a sentiment like every sports team has? Because like Arsenal, they'll say once a gunner, always a gunner. A lot mm. like a lot of Lakers will say, yo, once you're a Laker, you're always a Laker. Is mm-hmm. do, do Yankee fans <sighs> say some shit like that, or they say, hey, thanks for that, thanks for that chip. Now fuck off. No, I think Yankee fans, you have to be like a Yankee fan for life, especially because we have another team like in the same city. So it's kind of like you you pick a side. But what about the players, though? Mm, Player? I mean, yeah, I I definitely said like I don't fuck with certain players anymore because they left the Yankees. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm going to admit I'm I'm guilty. I'm I'm guilty of that. Even if it wasn't like their choice, I'm still like, nah, man, fuck that guy. You know, Um, but but you know what? I mean, the the greats that that have helped out you got to kind of give it up to them and still you yeah. know uh, celebrate them but yeah no definitely I mean it's pretty cutthroat as long as they don't go to Boston I guess I should say if right. they go to Boston right. afterwards then it's a problem what if you come say, from Boston right like Johnny uh, Damon Johnny Damon yeah I mean that to me that's also like you know when like, I'm a Buccaneers fan too so when Tom Brady came over I hated Tom Brady on the Patriots but now it's like right. hey, you know what I kind of fuck yeah. with this guy I, I see what the you know the fuss is about so yeah I think right. Johnny Damon wants. <laughs> Once he cut his uh, his hair and became a real Yankee and all that, and the beard and all that right. stuff, you know, uh, I mm. was okay with it. So the yeah. human side. I, yeah. I, rem- I, I was a Sox fan at that time, and that was... Uh, the Sox are not... Uh, the Sox fans are in no way trying mm. to be people who are like, yeah, you know, once a Sox fan, once a Red Sox, always a Red Sox. Right. They're just like, fuck that dude. Yeah. 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 It's very aggressive Ugly up there in Boston. <laughs> right. All right, Dramos, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, a mm. uh, couple of things we're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about 
Chris Cuomo being out at CNN, or at least on a uh, suspension, doesn't look indefinitely <laughs> indefinite suspension. Take take a take a breather. So we're going to talk about what all was revealed in these most recent documents that got his ass kicked to the curb. We're going to talk about whether the Republicans are just like generally positioning themselves as a pro COVID nineteen party, like if that's just their across the board alliance, because now they're threatening to shut down the government over vaccines and testing. We also found out that Trump was just like just doing the most that he possibly mm. could to be the number one COVID-19 spreader in the history of the <laughs> disease. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about that. We will ask the question on everyone's mind. Who the fuck is Dr. Oz? I guess everyone under the age of, you know, 55. And we'll talk about uh, NASA's killer asteroid plan. All of that, plenty more. But first, Dramos, we do like to ask mm. our guests, what is something from your search history? Man, uh, for my search history, it's not even anything interesting. Dog grooming near me has been uh, a constant search for mm-hmm. my searches. And I have a new puppy at home, so uh, I'm hey. trying to... Yeah, get his, his nails are literally like the fucking sharpest, the sharpest thing I've ever seen on an animal in my entire life. And it's just uh, caused a lot of chaos in my my life with the people around me not wanting to be around the dog anymore. So uh, <laughs> we got to get them clipped. Mm. Wait, what kind of dog do you? Are you sure you have a dog? Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a tiger. Like, and they just told me yeah. it's a dog. Yeah, whoa, no, whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, your dog uh, is buck fifty'd me across my stomach, <laughs> dude. But like, I've I've had puppies before. I've had dogs in the past, and I've never like experienced a dog with like just talons like this. He's a he's a mix of a Labrador and a bulldog, and he literally like will make you bleed if he just jumps on you and like happens to catch your arm. So it's become a thing. Oh shit! Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah, Damn, yeah. That's so, sorted. So you're looking to yeah. lean into that. You're looking for the right groomer to sharpen those motherfuckers up, right? And like, well, right. well also, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm looking to to really make him a a guard dog that nobody will actually want to come to my house anymore. But yeah, it it somehow like you know everybody's just really booked and busy right now. Like the I want like uh, the mobile gr- dog groomer to come to me and they're like, yeah, we're not taking any more clients. I'm like, man, people are out here like caking in the dog grooming business, and, I, and it also has me think to myself, I should just like buy a truck and get into this if. That's what it's like that you're turning down new business at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you're saying people are treating it like some elite preschool and they're like, (laughs) yeah, we're just unable to take any more applicants at the moment. I just need my dog's toenails cut off. (laughs) Right. And that's what I I felt insulted because she was like, oh, are you a returning customer? I was like, no, new customer. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. No more wow, new customers here. Damn. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, that's how I know. You definitely knew because you just thought yeah. you could just call in here and, and get hooked up. No. I do yep. remember uh, that from like getting our dogs groomed when we like first moved out to L.A., them being like, mm-hmm. all right, well, we just need to like have them come through for an interview and then we'll, <laughs> you know, see what they're like. If if the energy is aligned, then uh, right. yeah, we'll set up an appointment. Right. <laughs> damn. Okay. And then we found a place that was much cheaper and did not give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just went there. It's funny because that's the dog grooming thing was just in that article I was reading about people who Mm. were leaving part of the great resignation that one of these people who was like dog grooming for like a bigger chain store was like, no, I'm going to just do my own thing because I'm talking to other people who I used to know from that same grind and they're they're loving their life now as like a mobile Mm -hmm. dog groomer so or pet groomer in general. So. Yeah. It's a whole Look, thing, man. I had no idea. If, but let me let's uh, uh, power the Zeitgang. If you're in the Garden State, 
Uh, you know, and you can and you can fit in a new client for your prestigious grooming business. Please holler at Dramos. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Yeah, you're North Jersey, Mid Jersey. You're I am uh, Central Jersey, and I appreciate that you recognize that it is a real thing. Uh, Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can tell you're from the area. You spent some time out here. Philly. You might as well be in Philly if you're South Jersey. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, on search history, I do just want to acknowledge, I always like to point this out whenever we have somebody on who uh, passes this test, when you uh, put your name into Google and the, do a space, uh, the second, the first one is DJ Dramos Breakfast Club. The second mm-hmm. one is DJ Dramos Girlfriend. So, oh, hmm. wow. Wow. People are, mm-hmm. that's People I'm are surprised Dr., uh, Dr. Amos didn't show up on that one. He's apparently a doctor in Africa doing some great work. And that was... Uh, <laughs> Always the like Google alerts that would come up when I had that set up for like Dramos. It would be Dr. Amos. Oh, Dr. Right. <laughs> yeah. DJ so that, Dr. Amos. Uh, yeah. DJ. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm moving up in the world. I, I've, there you I've go. trumped uh, Dr. Amos on the Google search. I feel really grateful. Good for you. What is something <laughs> you think is overrated? All right. So I, I think this is going to piss a lot of people off, but I think that Breaking Bad is overrated. Mm. Wow. All right. Hit us. What about it? Go on. Okay, so I, I just like I tried watching like two and a half, three episodes and couldn't get into it. And every time I tell somebody this who's like a Breaking Bad stan, they tell me you just got to keep watching. The season gets better. And my argument would be, do I really have to invest that much time into it to actually enjoy Like a show should be good and hook me? I feel like from the start, I shouldn't have to like invest an entire season into it to actually like it. That's my argument when it comes to the mm. show. No, that's what's I, that's... so good about the show is it fucking sucks at first, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's how you know it's it sucks shit, and then you fucking right. figure it out that it's bad, but it's too late, and then you're like, no, nah, it was actually really good. It was actually one of the best series ever. I mean, I yeah, I, I get that. I get that lack of momentum. That's like the whole reason I never watched Mad Men because like I was two mm, episodes and same. I'm like, what the fuck? And people are like, you gotta get in more. I'm like, no, I don't. Right. So <laughs> I will keep going with something I, else. I'm bad at these, like, I, I, don't, I don't fuck with, like, Game of Thrones. Like, all the shows that people are, like, think the greatest show ever, I just can't get into it. So maybe it also is a me thing. Oh, right, right. I bet it's probably harder, like, because I remember I got into Breaking Bad, like, maybe after the second season had wrapped. Hmm. Or the third okay. season had wrapped. And at that point, like, a lot of people were talking about it. I was like, nah, I don't know, like, whatever. Right. And then I just watched it just to see. But I didn't have people being like, you gotta, like, watch it. Like, watch this episode. I was just like, my yeah. natural curiosity took me there. And I wonder mm. if sometimes, like, when you feel almost obligated to watch a show to, like, you know, yeah. keep up with the discourse or whatever, that it just, the motivations are a little bit different. And then it has, like, a, even a, like a even more a stronger litmus test that it has to pass for you to be like, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, the, it might be the hype. Like, if it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, because it's so overhyped, if it doesn't live up to your expectation of it just being, like, amazing from the get, it might, I don't know. Right. I just, I don't get these, like, hype, you know, hype beast type of, of shows, I guess. Maybe I put too many, you know, too much expectation on them. Yeah. Breaking what? Bad does stand out to me as one that, like, really goes up a level after the first few episodes. And by the way, for any listeners who heard, my son came to my door, my three-year-old, <laughs> to tell me there's a fly in the house. He also uh. was not wearing any pants on his bottom, and so I had to <laughs> deal with Winnie that. Winnie the Pooh so. told you to warn, <laughs> to warn you about flies. But he's home. home from school today, so uh, apologies <laughs> for any scatteredness. Breaking Bad does stand out as, as a show that kind of changes, like, steps up a level i don't i don't think mad men really does oh, that really? much yeah I everyone's mean, like oh yeah the first like they're like i get that i get it it's slow 
But like once but it, it, once it gets going slow. though, I'm like maybe because I don't fantasize about this era in general. Like right. mm, this right. wasn't a good time for people like me. So I'm right. not necessarily like, yeah, let me go there and watch that right. version of the break bad uh, turns reality. from like a family drama into like you know full on gangster shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why I, I wanted some like fucking gangster shit. And then it was just like this dude with his family. And like, you know, I mean, listen, I get great storyline, but it wasn't what I was there for. Yeah. 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 I, well, with that, though, in mind, I'm curious if because did you get to the part where like he's like he starts he gets on his gangster and starts blowing shit up? No, no. I, I got to the part where they're like basically just figuring out what to do with that one dude in the tub, essentially. Oh, got it, got it, got it. I mean, that was, I think, a moment when I was like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. Things changed a little bit there. Mm. But that's season one, isn't it? Dude, honestly, yeah. I don't even know anymore. I'm like <laughs> all over the place with shows that have come out. Wait, yeah. what's a show that you do, like, of all the, you know, like, when people talk about the great shows, like, what's mm. one that you that you vibe with? Or are you just in generally, like, I don't really think any of these are good. No, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, what, what the hype. I like, like, Sons of Anarchy, I have no shame of saying that. Like it, you know, fell off a couple of seasons, but like of sure. of the hype, I was into it. I, I like followed it till the till the very end, you know. Wow. Did you watch the Sopranos? Sopranos, I never have sat down and watched an episode. So that one I'm willing to, but I've never okay. actually sat and watched an episode. Okay. Okay. The wire? The wire, same thing. Wow. Okay. So you, yo, yeah. you got I think you I know. There's there's some good there's some good ones in there. But I, I don't know. I mean, in general, if maybe if, the long form TV doesn't really get you, then it doesn't get you. It might be daunting now because there's so many seasons. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like the to catch up on it all, like, you know, it's just I can binge watch it for a long time. But I feel like Sons of Anarchy was like one episode a week. I can commit to that, you know, where it's like now being able to watch every episode at one time, it feels like, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, oh, Entourage. Entourage. I love that show from start to finish, like first season. Hey, last hey, hey. All right. That one, I, that's my show. That That's definitely one. Especially all when right, they were making right. Medellin. You know, <laughs> it was getting good. <laughs> Super producer Anna Hosnier was asking if you like Boardwalk Empire, but I can just tell already that's a South Jersey show. Uh, yeah, not a, I can't yeah. can't fuck with it. Sorry, that's <laughs> if a, you didn't like Sopranos, it's not gonna fuck with Boardwalk <laughs> Empire. Come on, yeah, I, I gotta draw the line there. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you think is underrated? All right, so I think. Being at this place in my life, I, so I was broke for a very, very long time. Now I'm like doing okay, right? So you, your palate when it comes to food begins to elevate when you're in a, a position where you have a little bit of extra change to spend around. And this mm -hmm. isn't even anything crazy, but like a good bun, like a bread bun is like a life-changing experience. Like a nice brioche bun, like a mm -hmm. nice brioche hot dog bun, hamburger, like that to me has hey, changed foods. my life. And, oh yeah, or Trader <laughs> Joe's. Trader Joe's has a quality... Yeah brioche bun and like to, to the point that like i i a few months ago was, had my parents over and i was grilling up like some italian sausages and i toasted a beautiful brioche bun and like it blew their mind how good this was and obviously <laughs> we we came from like buying like the cheapest like you know bun that you could possibly buy at like the supermarket you know what i mean nothing of quality half the time it wasn't fresh so to me this is just like some game changing type of stuff it's a very snobby thing but i think a good yeah. bun changes the whole course i like of that meal. come up when you go from pan bimbo to brioche, you know what yes, I mean? And let right? them know. Mm -hmm. that, I, yeah, that's, I, I'm, I'm sure in that moment when they're like, this is so good. Right. <laughs> How did you do that? And you probably looked at your parents, you're like, hey, see, your son's doing mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm out here. He's out evolving, here doing he's leveling big, up. Huh? You can be proud of your kid. <laughs> be proud of the kid. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. The meat was oh, actually from the uh, Tiger King meat wagon, but right. <laughs> the bun was so good, you guys didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, it's from that old that Walmart good. that just shut down in Bergen. <laughs> I, I also I also have these like haunting memories of being a kid, and my one friend whose like house I'd always have dinner at, they would have hamburgers with Wonder Bread, and I feel like that's also been a part of it. Where like mm. you know you know when you bite into a Wonder Bread hamburger and that bun just sticks to the roof of your mouth, yeah, mm. ruins everything. So I think. You know, like that was my childhood. So now to be, you know, out here just flexing at Trader Joe's, it's just like, you know, what I've, what I've been missing my entire life right. is blowing my mind. Oh, you just gave me him. such a sense memory of Wonder Bread hamburgers and Ugh. the hamburger being like grilled in its own grease and maybe a little <laughs> yeah. bit past the time that it would have been at, at its yeah. best. And yep. yeah, there's uh, it doesn't work. No, it's terrible. Yeah. Wonder Bread PB&J, though. Come on. Uh, uh, I could do. Oh. I could do that. I'm I mean, more of like the uh, Italian brand sliced bread. I'm not sure if it's uh, that's the actual name, but it's like Italian is the name on oh, the outside the, of it. <laughs> they got the flag on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know if that's I've actual that. brand. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. The Italian bread. I, that's also a, a truly a stick to your ro- the roof of your mouth experience is a PB and J mm. with Wonder Bread. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. No. And the way the crust just like flakes it's just terrible i don't i don't you know what i mean it's, it's it's a shocker that they've been in business this long you know the one thing i would do is i would take the oscar meyer cheese filled hot dogs and oh. i would i would eat that in a slice of wonder bread that was my fucking Ugh. go-to in 97 Ugh. to 2000 mm-hmm. to 9 until 9 11 <laughs> <laughs> really, can't do it anymore yeah Not i was like i got it all on 9 11 but it certainly didn't help like this no. <laughs> Was it related to 9-11 or that just happens to be a day? Like, I, I, what's the it correlation? Was, I think it was like this combination of like my high school girlfriend being like, that's disgusting. What are you eating? And that was around 9-11. <laughs> and then sure. also I remember it was like, your personal 9-11. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all that to say that was actually uh, June of 2002. Oh, I'm sorry. When I say 9-11, it's the moment my high school girlfriend told me to stop eating those cheese hot dogs. Right. Uh, that and like the local grocery store just like ran out of them for a second. So cut to mm. now, like I'm with Her Majesty, my yeah. partner now. When I brought home that shit, she was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm like, "Don't <laughs> worry about it. It's not for you, okay? Just look away <laughs> and ignore it." Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like one of those ideas that like it sounds great in theory, but when you actually try it, it's just oh, terrible. it's a mess. It's well, a what, it's yeah. just yeah. salt and yeah. vague cheese flavor. I mean, just Ugh. do it like a cheeseburger and put cheese on top of your hot dog. You yeah. don't need the, you the don't need a built-in Yo, false cheese. You had the whizzy glizzy with the mm, the whiz inside, yeah. the whiz wit oh, glizzy. Yeah. Oh no, mm-hmm. that's next level. <laughs> Did you ever yourself or know anybody who just ate hot dogs cold out of the no out of the refrigerator? No, that's I had terrible. a friend. Is like that a confession? That. No, I I did it a couple times because like I had a in my elementary school like fourth and fifth grade was combined and like my cool fifth grade friend like did yeah. that and Ugh. I was like you know I wanted to be him so I started doing it and I was like yo this just feels like salmonella I'm sure it doesn't give, right. it, give it to you what? I'm sure there's they are better than that but he's like why would you cook it it's like the same thing he was like one of those like yeah. smart kids who like had weird takes you know in fifth grade. <laughs> Yeah. Also, like, you know, hot dogs are fully cooked. There's no, mm. there's no risk in eating. You know, right. those it's things not are a risk. so it's... processed. But yeah, also, yeah. like, it just tasted just like eating shit. it like a like string cheese and shit. Yeah, like just exactly. holding it, like taking bites like a yeah. cucumber on the farm. Yeah. Nah. Uh huh. That's gross. Yeah. Oh, thanks. 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. I will try and just uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, that memory out of my brain. And uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. And we've got part two, the Godfather part two of the Cuomo Brothers saga. Yeah. Cuomo out. Part two. Poor guy. Poor guy, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> Such a look, always living in the shadow of his more important sibling, Andrew. Nothing again, as much as he hates being compared to Fredo Corleone. <laughs> That's a slur. That's a slur, Miles. It's a slur. It's a slur. Also, just want to read a vague line from the Fredo Corleone Wikipedia page, just saying in the films, Fredo's feelings of personal inadequacy and his inability to act effectively on his own behalf are character flaws leading to greater consequences. Okay, keep that in mind when we now talk about Chris Cuomo trying to do what he thinks is right for his brother, trying to stick up for him. So he's not just a loyal brother, but he's also, you know, like in a familial sense, but in like the toxic male sense where, you know, secrets just aren't kept. They're being actively suppressed. And mm. That is sort of the news they, that came out when the New York attorney general dropped some more documents regarding Andrew's harassment allegations. And in those documents, we're seeing text transcripts where Chris is talking to the chief of staff, Melissa DeRosa, of the, of the governor's office, saying things like, quote, this is something that like Andrew Cuomo's chief of staff texted to Chris, quote, rumor going around from Politico, one to two more people coming out tomorrow. Can you check your sources? Cuomo was replying on it. And then later on saying, no one has heard that yet. So, okay. So you just looking up some stuff. I hear that. But that still seems to be counter to what you said you were doing when you denied you had any hand in uh, helping your brother or looking into allegations. Then there was another one. Uh, let's just, like just to pause on that. So he has like inside sources at these other press outlets and he's yeah. like checking with them in a way that is. You know, everybody knows who he is. They know it's his brother. Like, right. so that's probably a, applying a little bit of pressure behind the scenes, right? Of like, yeah. yeah. Or he's, or if he's, you know, smart and he's trying to keep it low, he has another producer he knows ask right, someone. Right. So it, it's not coming directly from him, but he can get that information from other places and still, you know, essentially like, like we're seeing fucking strategize with the governor's office to figure out mm -hmm. their best sort of optics PR defense against these allegations. There's another one where he says, I have a lead on the wedding girl, which is referring to another of Andrew's accusers. He said that in a deposition, he said, quote, that my friend heard that maybe she had just been put up to it. Now, that's interesting because there's a fucking picture of wedding girl with your brother in this moment where he was groping her face, asking her mm -hmm. if he could kiss her. So... I, I don't know how that squares with this whole thing. Like she was put up to, you know, all this other stuff. When you're <laughs> yeah. like looking at things very clearly, she looks visibly uncomfortable in this yeah, picture. Terrified. Yeah. Like really yeah. looks and, scared. And he looks like, uh, for lack of a better comparison, and I use this a lot, but when in the in the movie The Mask, the Jim Carrey movie, when he loses the mask and the bad guy Dorian puts it on and turns yeah. into that nasty motherfucker, that's what Andrew Cuomo <laughs> looks like. In this <laughs> he thing. He's like, Can I get a kiss, baby? And she's not feeling it. Um, and that was what, you know, that was part of her testimony. So I think we're getting a clear idea of what's going on here. Chris, again, using his position as a, I guess, quote, journalist at CNN, whatever that means, mm -hmm. to find out 
any info to help his brother. Yet up and down, he said he would never abuse this position. He, you know, on I believe on the air, he said, quote, I never attacked nor encouraged anyone to attack any woman who came forward. I never made calls to the press about my brother's situation. Mm. So, yeah, yeah uh, it, it's interesting because the unevolved like version of me that was raised on toxic masculinity is like, oh, he's being a good brother. Right. But then when you really break it down, because I've heard people saying that, but when you really break it down, it's like, well, no, actually, he's assisting in women's voices being suppressed who who felt like they were being, you know, sexually assaulted or abused or made uncomfortable in the workplace. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. I've seen a lot of people just be like, well, what do you expect a brother to do? But yeah, he's actively trying to hide these this, these women's experience, you know, regardless if it's your brother or not, he's doing some There's a line, shit. Right. Yeah. Right. And this is the thing, right? So even when he so he had to testify during the course of the investigation from the attorney general's office in his testimony, mm. the way he tried to put it was like your point. Dramos is like, I'm just being a brother here. I'm just growing right. out. OK, quote, this is my brother. And I'm trying to help my brother through a situation where he has told me he did nothing wrong. And that's it for me. How do I protect my family? How do I protect him? Probably should have been thinking more about how I protect myself, which just never occurred to me. And that was it. And now he's being mm-hmm. indefinitely suspended. And like you're saying, yeah, a lot of people have been like, well, you know, the family, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And look, I I understand I understand that ride or die logic because I'm sure, sure many of us as loyal friends, you'll do like mm-hmm. you'll literally do anything for your friends or your family. But this is different than like driving across country to surprise somebody for their birthday or, right. like, you know, <laughs> burning down the phones to, like, find the absolute best medical care for your grandparent who's sure, fallen sure. ill. Like, th- like that's some of that, you know, ride or die stuff. Now, right. T- truth be told, in my younger years, like high school and college, when people be like, yo, I cheated on my girl or whatever, you'll keep it down. I'm like, I got you. I got you. I got right, you. Right. And then right. let this person make a fool of somebody else. In retrospect, sure. I'm like, that's fucking nonsense. Because on some level, you have to understand where the lines are between like how you would protect somebody, how you help mm-hmm. somebody, and then when you're actively trying to do harm to another person. Yeah. And it's hard to, like, you have to understand when you're in a position of power that, like, mm-hmm. or you you are a famous person and your brother is running New York that, like, all right, right like, this isn't, like, somebody teasing us on the schoolyard and me, like, standing up for him which, by the way, would never happen. It was always Chris getting teased. But, like, <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, it's just the patriarchy straight up. Like, these are power yeah. structures that have, like, held other people down for fucking millennia now. And right. so it's, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you have to be able to, you know, draw that line and rep- recognize those boundaries. Toxic yeah. toxic New Yorker, or just toxic men will know that as bromerta. Right. Okay. <laughs> the bromerta. Uh, yeah. yeah. I I mean, yeah, especially when you when you when you think about how many like sexual assaults um, you know, uh, that like go unreported or or Absolutely. just go without any sort of justice. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people are a bit ignorant to how many of these types of cases never see the light of day, especially when you're talking about men who have incredible amounts of power and yeah. and money, you know, and uh yeah, I, it's it's just, you know, at the end of the day, like, I think you can still support your family and love your family and have that unconditional love, but also be, you know, willing to say, like, he has to suffer the consequences and he did some messed up shit. You know, like, that's really yeah. being a, an actual man about this whole thing and, 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 you know, understanding the severity of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And CNN, 
you know, that people who work at CNN are saying like this was long overdue and like we were mm. like what wondering when the fuck this was going to happen and they're right. still like why is it an indefinite suspension and not a firing? Sure. Presumably cuz Jeff Zucker's probably a friend of Chris Cuomo's, you know? Mm. The, yeah, I run CNN. He, and he can't even put him down. You yeah. Know? He can't even put Fredo down when he's saying the Hail Mary <laughs> <laughs> as his brother watches from the lake house. Yeah. Does he watch or does he just hear? I, I know he's he's definitely around to experience it on some right. level, whether yeah. that's him watching from afar. No, I think he watches. Or no, he he's, he's just in his desk and like we're, we're just like cutting back and forth, I think. But, but he knows. But Michael knows anyway. Shut up, he's God. watching through like Dude. bird watching goggles. Like <laughs> he's like, "Yes, go, go, go!" <laughs> and then yes. he gives a gives a small fist bump. Yes, <laughs> for a fist bump. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Yeah, but anyways, I you know I I think Chris Cuomo's always felt like he wasn't taken seriously within his family for being a journalist. This was his mm. opportunity to like you know help the family business with his position as a journalist. And he just couldn't, you know, get over that opportunity. Yeah. Which, yeah, get get over yourself, bro. And stop and stop fucking keeping fucking secrets in yeah. general. Society, that's like a huge a thing that we all have to overcome. You know, like right. the bromerta shit is real. Like you grow up keeping secrets, whether it's like mm -hmm. your dad being like, "Hey, keep that from your mom." You know, that's yeah. just, right. just be between us. And there's shit like that. Shit builds into literally stuff where you might be a witness or have information about something like a, a crime like this. And you're like, no, I'm not saying that. Yeah. That's, that's going against the code, but that's not, we have to have a new code, which is basically being like being humane to all people. You're already selling all of your secrets and personal information to uh, marketers. Why, why not just like be, right. be transparent <laughs> with, the, with yeah. the rest of uh, the right. society I mean, around. Maybe that, that's the one good thing about the social media area. It makes it really fucking hard to hide how big of a scumbag you actually are, you know? So shout yeah. out to the social media for that, at least. Yeah, that's yeah. why Mark Mark Zuckerberg has always been my spiritual and philosophical leader. <laughs> thought leader. All right, let's talk about the Republicans real quick because they are mm. threatening to, you know, hold the uh, funding for the government hostage and shut the government down pretty soon, I think on Friday. And their main complaint is Biden's vaccine and testing mandates. And so that made me ask, like, do they think this is a winner like for them? I, I know it's popular with a small number of like a small portion of their base. But, you know, as as we've seen just in overall numbers and polling and also how people react with regards to like school board votes and stuff being pro recklessness when it comes to the vaccine isn't very popular all the evidence that you that's like undeniable like there's just a televangelist leader of the daystar television network which i'm hoping they came up with after the first season of succession <laughs> because it rhymes with the succession company but he called the vaccine a sin said mm -hmm. you know pitched alternative methods of treating it he just died of covid so it just seems like there's kind of the and then also Trump reportedly tested positive before his debate with Biden, before he went and met with a, a room full of gold star families, before he like went to a bunch of different events and spoke. And, you know, we, we kind of suspected this at the time, but it also feels like a, a different 
lifetime, yeah. a, a lifetime ago. But yeah, September of 2020. Yeah, Let's dial it back for once that hellacious time. But I'm, I mean, the whole thing with this too is, in terms of like messaging, the the anti mandate vax crew, they're just they just beat the they just beat the administration to like the punch of being like. Nah, we're going to get in everybody's head that this is ridiculous. This is too much. This is like, this is the opposite of safe. This is actually like bad because the polling around it is like, it's, it's bare. It's not even a majority. Like if you ask at this point, if in a poll of all adults, 47%, only 47% favor like a max, a vaccine mandate Oh wow! and 50% oppose. So I'm sure right. on some level, conservatives look at that number and go, okay. That's something there. And then within their party, seven when the Republicans, 77% oppose. Within Democrats, 18% oppose. So it's splitting down party, race, all that lines pretty pretty predictably. But I think it's it's a it's a weird one to do because, you know, we we have a, a new variant that may be something to be concerned about, plus just mm-hmm. whatever happens with an inevitable winter surge of infections. If people are still going to be like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is what I'm fighting. Right. I, I I just don't understand, like, the hypocrisy. Like, I can't wrap my brain around, like, okay, so Trump boasts that he's the reason we have this vaccine, but you guys are still, like, it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it does just no, nothing make sense. Like, yeah, the Republicans right. are are vaccinated, but you're, they're, you're listening to them telling you not to, like. I, I, I'm at this point where I just like am at a loss for how you can possibly communicate with with people at this point. Right. Like it's almost just like there is no communicating with this crazy sector of the country who literally is just defying logic at every turn and like constantly has no problem with like contradicting themselves just to like be able to claim freedom at the end of the day. You know, it's just this weird yeah. fucking mindset that there's well, no talking to. Well, I think that's the part is like it really isn't about logic it's just about like rhetorically that i'm not doing what you say so it doesn't matter if you understand why i'm saying that the fact is i'm just you just you're 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 joe biden i'm just philosophically opposed to everything and then even then but it's even funny because i know how people be like well yeah the vaccine is good but not everybody needs to take it and some people they're getting sick and they're like congressperson aren't you fully vaccinated they're like shut the fuck up Right. This this <laughs> messaging works for this specific group of people I'm trying to get on the opposite end of the spectrum. So they oppose Joe Biden. And I will turn and say something different to maybe people who aren't as resistant to vaccines. And I'll pivot to something like think of the kids and like how they got to wear masks and they're so confused because right. all this mask wearing. It's just it's just terrible. They so, I am seeing it start to break through with it. I think it's just people's general being exhausted by like worn down by the pandemic and they're like what we're gonna do another lockdown that really worked last time and it's like well this is kind of a a long-term fight (laughs) yeah it did did like you just don't know yeah but i i'm seeing that break more mainstream the the idea of like this is bullshit like we i'm not doing another lockdown you guys didn't another vaccine nothing happened to me last time it's also crazy to me that like people don't realize this is the same shit that's happening all around the world. Like so many of these people make it seem like, watch it, the U.S. government's trying to control you. And it's like, bro, every fucking country in the world is literally having the same exact conversations. And there are other countries that are far stricter than ours and they're not all com- they're not communist countries. Like it doesn't make 
I don't understand how people can be this much in their own bubble to not realize those things, you know? Yeah. That's America, though, right there. You know, no no understanding of the rest of the world, how that relates to mm-hmm. what you have or where you are. You live quite literally in your bubble of what you can see directly in front of you because right. people who I know who are anti-vax, they say the same shit, which is always relying on anecdotal information. That's right. pretty much like even people who seem like more reasonable that are anti-vax, they're like, well, I mean, to be real, like, I don't know anybody who's gotten and gotten really that sick. Like the people who I know, like they were sick for a little bit, but it wasn't that bad. So I don't know. And then they're like, oh, actually, this person that like whose butcher store we go to, the the guy there died. Right. So now you do know someone's like, but maybe that won't change your mind because maybe because you didn't know him personally enough. That's that's just a weird thing where it's just, you know, and I get it. It's fucking scary for people to think that they have no control over their safety, like whatsoever. Right, right. So for I and I'm sure there's another group too, whether they might, you know, might not be straight up conservatives, just more of a mindset of like denial about their lack of control over something. And the only way they can operate is to just actively deny that they're in any kind of danger. Yeah. There's a new study making the rounds on social media as of yesterday that's about how like it's a new study in quotes. Mm. It's basically an abstract that people have copy and pasted saying that mRNA vaccines have been linked to heart disease. And so now like Reuters and all the all the respectable journalistic institutions are having to get, jump on top of it and be like, that's actually there's no evidence for that. Like that study yeah. doesn't have any evidence, but it's just it does feel a little bit like this is what America wants to believe so badly. Right. That right. you're you're just like you know trying to hand out speeding tickets at the Indy 500 type thing. It's yeah. just like this shit is you're gonna believe this because you want to believe this. But yeah, it's right. a it's a really good point. I I can't remember who it was, but I was listening to somebody interviewed talking about being in Paris for the uh, the beginning of the pandemic, and just you know they were four weeks into lockdown and watching Americans be like, fuck this. This doesn't like right. this is this is made up. Like you guys made this shit up. And him being like, that doesn't huh? Like yeah. we're we're we've been in it too and nobody over here thinks it's made up. But yeah, that's a not not the most not the best at kind of seeing the big picture, I guess. No. And I think to the even like this idea of the messaging around mandates and Clearly, like the anti side got, you know, they got in a frenzy over it. It's like, I'm like, I don't even know what the administration could have done, given the state of things in the United in the in the U.S. But like you damn sure could have messaged harder to be like, this is what happens. Here are some little graphics so you understand Mm -hmm. shit. Here's what happened. This is why you have to actually this is how you're going to get out of a pandemic or things like that. And I know there were, you know, there were presentations here and there, but. You know, I think their allies on places like CNN and MSNBC were just kind of spending more time being like, can you believe these assholes who are like, right. want to lock down? That's right. not right. that's not going to compel somebody who's on the fence, like rather than being right. like the coverage being around the safety of it, what will happen, like how you can how this is a way to ensure people's safety. And because it just became more like, oh, these these people don't get it or whatever. And yeah, we talk about that to an extent here. But sure. it's it's interesting how when you have all those tools at your disposal as a as an administ- as a presidential administration that you completely just 
you know, the best you can do is get Olivia Rodrigo to like say a couple <laughs> things. Like, come on, Joe. Right. Oh, it's I not mean, nothing, just Miles. Further... It's not nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, shout out to Olivia Rodrigo. But it, it's like, it, it's just further proof of how terrible the Democrats really are at messaging all around. And also, just like liberal media doubles down on that by turning the news into like gossip TV and just like, Half of their newscast is spent pulling up clips of Fox News and then commentating on it. You know what I mean? It's like right. you're not actually giving people information. You're just sitting there like making a fucking reaction video that like a like a YouTuber would do, essentially. You know, that's what's I think they're they're failing to actually give people real information and, and things like that. Yeah. yeah, it's based on the myth and like reinforcing the myth that people who believe liberal things are smarter than people who believe conservative things and right. just that being the end goal of their coverage is like, look at these idiots, right? But we're smart. And right. it's just like, actually, uh, you guys are idiots too. First of all, we're all idiots, but <laughs> that's that's definitely not the point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do just want to talk about like the the Trump story. This is not that this will have any uh, effect on his ability to just storm back to the White House in 2024, mm. but he did have COVID. He had tested positive for COVID days in advance of the Biden debate, which obviously him putting Joe Biden's old ass in danger probably Mm. will just make people on the Republican side like him more. But he also attended an indoor meeting with Gold Star families literally the day after he tested positive. And that is that's the meeting that he claimed had given him COVID. So not only did he put them at risk, he claimed that they gave it to him, even though he had already tested positive. And he said specifically that they were these people, they were within an inch of my face sometimes. They want to hug me. They want to kiss me. And they do. And frankly, I'm not telling them to back up. So he, and that's not that's not you improvising right there. That's a fucking quote. Legit. Yeah. That's a quote. That's uh, word for word. He said that and he is, again, describing a meeting he had with the families of fallen soldiers the day after he tested positive for COVID, uh, that people were inches from his face and, you know, he he was willing to kiss and hug them. But they gave it to him. Right, right, right. Even though he had already tested positive. But no. (laughs) Anyways. And then just the other thing, we're going to get into Dr. Oz a little bit more in the coming days, Hmm. but. I think that's another example of like people reading the tea leaves and being like, damn, man, Americans really want this COVID thing to be like a hoax. And they want to they like I I think he recognizes like he's the doctor who is willing to be anti-vax and, you know, entertain anti-vax perspectives. And so it seems weird that he's like running for Senate at the same time, something in the culture and in the zeitgeist made him be like, yeah, it's my time right now. He's, so. Yeah, he's just a thirsty stunt queen who happens to be a doctor. Right, That's right. really what it is, because it's not it's not he's never being guided by his education as a doctor. It's always like, how am I going to be famous? How am I going to make my profile? How am I going to increase that even further? And yeah. if I got yeah, if I got to say I love hydroxychloroquine, then let's go. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing as as Trump. He was just like a rich dude who wants to be a celebrity, you know, and like the ultimate celebrity in yeah. the world is going to be the president of the United States, you know. So I think uh, Dr. Oz is taking a, you know, a, a page out of his playbook. But I mean, 
I, I remember when Dr. Oz was on The Breakfast Club and he was talking about quarantining from his family. So, I mean, like, are you really, you know, it's like, I, like all this shit is yeah. available. You know what I mean? Like, it's all documented people's perspectives and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, people are too, I don't, I don't want to say dumb, but man, dumb to not look up, you know, a lot of this stuff and, and prove him wrong. I think, right. yeah, I think there's just like this weird duality that a lot of people have, especially in the West, as it relates to like the media, right? Like there's this weird thing that be, as if being on TV legitimizes mm. every single fucking yeah. thing you say, yeah. because yep. it's like in the back of your mind, it's like, well, they can't be on TV just lying about shit. They're right. on TV. That's how right. you're on TV. Like it's like fucking grad school or some shit. Like right. there's no way you could just stumble upon TV. But that is the case. And then at the same time, they're like people, a lot of people are grappling with some things being legitimized merely because they've been presented to them on TV and other things also being total bullshit because it's on TV. Right. So right. there's like a lot of people holding two like realities sort of in their minds at the same time, because I think that is a thing we see just even with Donald Trump, like people are like, well, he's on TV. and He's rich. Like, right. I mean, this dude wouldn't have done shit if he wasn't on TV. So, right. Shout yeah. out to uh, shout out to the real kingmaker TV because I mean yeah McConaughey <sighs> would almost run you know like there's just so mm. much we just love it we just love the TV we thought we were glow. getting television but television got us that's from a <laughs> quiz game or quiz show quiz uh, show even. quiz show was that Ray Fiennes and John Turturro yeah that's a brought that's to a you classic. by Geritol <laughs> <laughs> that shit is really good if people like. I missed it when it first came out. I thought it was like just like a lame kind of history movie, but that shit was really good. My mom took me to the theater to see that shit. Yeah. That's no. why I remember so vividly Geritol. And I was like, what the fuck was this era? Of? <laughs> this was real? Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, if you've been paying attention to the news, you might have noticed that a killer asteroid is coming our way. And uh, NASA has sent a team of oil rig workers up to <laughs> explode it with nuclear yes. weapons because the, the headlines, let me just read a couple of headlines. The New York Post, NASA plans Armageddon style mission to crash into asteroids moon. Yes. CBS News, NASA to launch Armageddon-style mission to deliberately crash into an asteroid's moon and test planetary defense. So NASA doesn't want to miss a thing with this <laughs> next attempt. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, please. <laughs> yeah, so this is based on a, a spacecraft NASA just launched uh, to test humanity's ability to punch a potentially hazardous asteroid away from Earth. Mm. Which is unusual for NASA since they're a civilian agency that doesn't usually deal with security threats. Fucking with bang bangs, usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In 2005, Congress assigned NASA with monitoring asteroids and protecting the planet from dangerous space, space objects. So that's where this comes from. Almost 10 years later, in 2014, in case you guys find yourself sleeping too well at night, so 10 years after they were assigned to protect the planet by monitoring asteroids, you know, their goal had been within 10 years to locate 90 percent of all near Earth asteroids big enough to cause significant damage. And they were only able to spot about 10 percent. So, you know, one in 10. That's okay. not great. Not 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 awesome, I would say. And yeah, other people are arguing that it should have been the Space Force, but 
who the fuck's arguing that other than Donald Trump. But so what are they? How so? But they are gonna they're gonna shoot fucking handguns at the asteroids. Kind of. <laughs> to so get them they're going. Call here. Yeah, they're just crashing into the asteroid, and the goal is to change its orbital speed by less than one percent. Hmm. But that would be enough to alter its orbital period by several minutes. So it's basically you slow it down for like a couple minutes and that would be enough to you know make an asteroid miss earth were it were it coming through like that i I think this is long overdue because i have to say as a kid this is one of my greatest fears in life was an asteroid coming to earth and just absolutely destroying it so the inner anxious kid who was developing very early anxiety about meteors uh would have really appreciated knowing that this was actually a thing and people were making an effort towards you know us not dying from a meteor yeah yeah that's it's the same thing. All those movies, like I thought Waterworld was going to be real. Mm. I was sweat. I was sweating over yeah. Waterworld yeah. for a while till about Unfortunately, like Unfortunately, uh, global warming is a myth, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, luckily I was like, no. all, but it was funny because all I read was this one thing. It's like, it was like, I remember in like Wired Magazine at the time. It's like, even if all the polar ice melted, it's not going to cause Waterworld. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> It would just fuck up the everything right. around yeah. our seasons and all this other shit. I'm like, I'm too young to get that. But yeah, also, this shit is also freaky as fuck, too. Like, yeah. all those movies, when whenever, like, Deep Impact, Armageddon, all that yeah. stuff, I would always be like, oh, my God, please tell me somebody's working on this shit. Yeah. Armageddon, though, I have to say, I, I love the movie Armageddon. I, I saw that in the theaters. I remember being a kid. It was like packed when you have to sit right in the front row with your breaking yeah. your neck to watch it. <laughs> just a classic fucking the Aerosmith song. Just a great soundtrack. Oh. Yeah. Talk about yes. the wrong stuff. One of the great lines <laughs> in the history of movies when the oil yeah. rig workers are walking <laughs> yeah. into NASA. <laughs> and I think Buscemi or uh, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton is like, talk about the wrong stuff. Am I right? <laughs> But so Michael Bay saw this and was like, hey, our plan was not that far off. Mm. Oh, so really now just to revisit the movie's plan (laughs) was to train oil drillers to become astronauts so Uh they could land on an asteroid, drill into it and detonate a nuclear weapon, which couldn't be that couldn't be much further off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what one of the uh, basic problems of that plot is that it makes way more sense to teach astronauts how to use a drill than to train oil drillers to become astronauts in a week, <laughs> which was actually a point that was made by Ben Affleck on set. Oh, wow. So Affleck recalls, he asked, why is it easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than to train astronauts to become oil drillers? <laughs> and uh, he then recalls, they told, told me to shut the fuck up. So that was the <laughs> end of that should. talk. As he should He have. was like, you know, Ben, just shut up, okay? This is the real NASA plan, all right? And I was like, you mean it's a real plan at NASA to train oil drillers? And he was like, just shut your mouth. <laughs> wow. I, lo- <laughs> I love Yo, you. Who fucking- the fuck was Ben Affleck at that time? You know, come on. He, was, he wasn't in the peak of Ben Affleck. Right. I mean, at that point, he would have had an Academy Award, no? I don't what? know. Actually. Oh, as a writer, though, For right? Goodwill, honey? Did he win as a... Yeah, That's yeah. A, but he's where's Michael Bay's Academy Award? Excuse uh, you, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, wow. oh okay, good. Go on, sir. Tell me about writing real quick, <laughs> Michael Bay. Do you have a fucking Oscar? Meanwhile, I asked one question and you almost had a panic attack, my guy. Mm. He does have two I Criterion think- Collection movies, though. Armageddon See? and The Rock are on Criterion Collection <laughs> because amazing. his college film 
professor taught uh, or was on the board at Criterion. <laughs> oh, that's the reason why there's. Yeah, a- yeah, yeah. But those were like the wow. first Criterion movies I bought. So I can't lie. <laughs> yeah, look, we're all guilty. You They're know? classic. You tell me you can't turn those movies off if they like come up on like a lazy Sunday. You know what on I mean? TNT? Just, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. You find yourself sucked into all those movies. My By hubby, the way, it should be noted. <laughs> it should be noted that uh, when Drama said, oh, yeah, but his Oscars for writing, he was making the jerk off hand motion when he said writing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just, that just so you know, his uh, <laughs> right. no, no respect right. for writers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was for writers. writing or whatever. <laughs> cool. Cool, man. Yeah. Why don't you uh, go write me up a fucking Diet Coke, Ben? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, just to kind of in case anybody's interested on like why NASA is spending millions and millions of dollars on this, uh, this wouldn't necessarily be the plan for all threatening asteroids. Uh, Larger ones like an Armageddon might require a fleet of spacecrafts or even uh, hovering a craft near an asteroid for years in order to impart a small gravitational influence to nudge it away from Earth. But no one wants to watch a movie where Bruce Willis remotely pilots a ship for several years. So instead, (laughs) we got Armageddon. And because uh, our news complex, because our media industrial complex, you know, is based on the profit motive, our Mm. headlines are like, it's Armageddon, (laughs) y'all. So, yeah. So that's where we're at. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's disappointing to to hear that NASA's actual plan involves shit like yeah we can just be really efficient we don't have to detonate a nuclear bomb in the fucking space and yeah. we can just <laughs> use the forces of gravity to just alter its course. Yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, <laughs> this is the planet NASA, Ben. You fucking jerk. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of those times I'd love for Trump to be in office just to hear his commentary on like his right. idea. Like right. he has yeah. a better idea for how to get rid of the asteroid, you know? That is something right. that we oh. should keep in mind, though. We only know about 10% of the asteroids that might be a danger to Earth. Mm. So a- anyone who's thinking it might be a good bit to elect Trump again, uh, <laughs> just keep in mind that he might be the president when an actually, you know, globe-threatening crisis is is hurtling towards us. So Jesus. Yeah. God, can you imagine, like, I mean, grant, granted, we have enough, like, observational points to see something just coming so fast. But if, like, yeah. there was just one, like, yo, shit, y'all got 10 minutes. Right. Ugh. Like, <laughs> we fucked up. We did not. Okay, I should have checked the mirror. I didn't check my mirrors. And I did a lane change, so to speak. Uh, that one snuck up on us, folks. So, sorry about that. It's been, it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. I think that's what Adam McKay's new movie's about. Was <laughs> he? It is. They're yeah. bringing back my uh, my childhood anxiety. They are, and, asteroid. and it's like a satire of like because the media just turns it into like a media spectacle. Right. They're just like it becomes like a a hotly debated thing about <laughs> whether there is actually an asteroid hurtling towards Earth. How shitty do you think it is to be a scientist like working on this project like day and night and like the media is just making a fucking mockery of this? Like right. they're just yeah. right, yeah, like. <laughs> You're you're saying they're like spilling all your free time working on this whole thing to save the world potentially, and they're yeah. just talking about Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck. Turns out <laughs> we weren't that far off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? All right. Well, Dramos, uh, as always, man, it's such a pleasure to have you on yeah, the show. Yes, thank you guys. Where can people find you and follow you? 
at DJ Dramos, D-R-A-M-O-S on all social media and uh, yeah, podcast Life as a Gringo. You can search for that wherever you find podcasts as well as uh, any music you want to hear from me, Dramos on streaming platforms. Mm. And uh, is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yeah. All right. So this is a super New York thing. And probably most people aren't going to get it if you're not following like this street interviewer in New York. But uh, it's just what, a meme talk? that says, uh, yes. OK. So it's literally my obsession that I have with my girlfriend. It's my answer to everything when she oppresses me about something. But the meme is just nobody. Me. Bing bong. <laughs> yeah, <And> that's my <laughs> bing bong. Your life. Bing bong. <laughs> it makes no sense at all. And it's just like the Internet in all its glory that these things are just reaching the masses and make absolutely no sense. And I love it. Yeah. Mm. The amount Bing that bong. my friend who t- my friend who teaches at an elementary school is a music teacher in the valley. Yeah. And he's like, yo, my fourth graders, all they talk about are glizzies. Right. <laughs> and, I'm like, and he's like, all they do is watch side talk. And they're like, fuck yeah. your life. Bing bong. Right. <laughs> it, well, it's, it's wild. Such a, a weird fucking world that we live in, man, that like this is the stuff that is is cutting through. You know what I mean? Right. They're going to mm. think that, like, DJ drama is fucking, like, Walter Cronkite or some shit. Right. <laughs> They're like, and, and Coney Island is the is right. the birthplace of all culture. Right. So I learned to salute President Joe Byron. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God bless the internet. Miles, where can, uh, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, the other show, 420 Day Fiance. With Sophia Alexander, we talk 90 day fiance. You know how we do it. And some tweets that I like. First of all, shout out to everybody who's showing us their uh, their wrapped up yeah, Spotify yeah. bits, how you're all consuming mm. the zeitgeist on the daily. Shout out to actually uh, Damian Nicholas, who actually t- did a screenshot of his screen and put the words bing bong. <laughs> I was like, Amazing. Ev- everything is on. People are on brand always. <laughs> but the tweet that I like comes from Young Chomsky, Y-U-N-G tweeted two Cuomo's down rivers sweating <laughs> uh, but you know <laughs> yeah. shout out to Weezer <laughs> let's see some tweets I've been enjoying Amelia Elizalde tweeted fave part of taking my boyfriend home for a week is saying this store used to be a different store until he cries <laughs> and oh and then Connor Cregan tweeted I don't know why we keep putting avocados in sandwiches it's obvious they don't want to be there I've never eaten a sa- avocado based sandwich without that shit just pooping out the back of the sandwich Ooh, so, that's a yeah. great I hate avocados but that's a great point for also not liking avocados they just make a mess of everything yeah I mean they just they don't want to be in your sandwich leave them alone <laughs> wow wait you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? It's going to go out on a, like a funky track from this group, Ooh. Common Saints. It's called Idle Eyes, I-D-O-L. And if you like jungle, you're going to like this because it's funky. It's got falsetto vocals, but it's also kind of trippy. It's like if jungle, like if a jungle album like was discovered in a haunted Sam Goody and you put this in your CD player, because there's like these 
There's like dope reverb effects on it and just a little bit of like record fuzz. There's just some artifacting aesthetics to it that I really like mm. about it. So check this one out. It's called Idle Eyes by Common Sense. Common Saints. Sorry, not Common, common Sense. Saints. That's, uh, Shout out to Sam Goody too. Yeah. yeah, shout yeah, out to we'll Sam Goody. Sam Goody reference, man. Yeah. R.I.P. Well, it's closed? Not, yeah, I mean, Jersey is closed. <laughs> what? Oh, shit. No one. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> you got some CDs forever. you want to pick up? <laughs> yeah, man. Still, still trying to get get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent on CD. <laughs> it's been closed for a while. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. But we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bing bong. <laughs>